The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. definitely ended up with a double episode this weekend so this weekend i don't know we could (laughs) could definitely try we can get something up we'll try to get something up but we have a couple of busy weekends coming up literally tomorrow we could just record like a movie thing it wouldn't even be that hard so and then you'll Sorry, have I was yawning. I wasn't ignoring you. <laughs> you, <laughs> they would you, not, were shaking, they wouldn't have you were shaking your head, yes. I was I, yes, I was shaking my head, because yes. But they wouldn't have known. We could you know we could I mean? we could just record one of the, the several movies that we have backlogged. And that's it. And yeah, we, we have a done. backlog. Yeah. But anyways, hi, my name's Zach. Hi, my name is Jasmine. And uh, my name is my name is uh, 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 actually, uh, je- I was gonna. F- My name is Strunkle. I was gonna <laughs> Dinkum. <laughs> and this is Dinkum. Uh, no, I was gonna mix her names together and try to like re- reorganize them. Zasman. Yeah, Zasman and oh, Zaxman and and Zaxman <laughs> and Jack. Jack. It would be Jack. It would be Jack. Jack. It would be Jack. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> but my full name would be Zachary, so you'd be called Jackery. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel? That's almost as bad as Benjamin. <laughs> Hi, my name is Daniel. Which, if you guys don't know... Um, I came up with a new name for, for, it, for Sakura. It's a name that we hate, but I can't stop calling it. Benjamin! It's, it's fucking... Bun- I, I want to call her Benjamin Jones. Like, literally. That's what I want to call her. Like, uh, Sakura, who is Saki... Uh, you know, like Bum Buns, Boba. She has had 45 nicknames and she replies to all of them. When I say replies, I mean like this cat replies. You can ask Zach. Like, she's like one of the noisiest cats She ever. responds. She responds. She does. She's a very talkative girl. Uh, but Speak- I digress. You know, like we're going to get into some of what we've been doing during Speaking this week. Speaking of response, we got some response on... Nothing, because we don't talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, we don't really talk to anybody. But we talk to each other about certain things about this week and whatnot. We have some recommendations, but also we've seen some stuff, kind of. But there was something uh, going on. I am leaving this weekend for Wisconsin. So, yeah, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this weekend, I am going to see John Mulaney yes. live, and I'm very very excited that'll be fun i know it's gonna both, be, both it's of gonna our be a fucking grand time that'll be a good time i'll have a good time i'll be good times yeah man and then i'm gonna play more uh horizon forbidden west because i've moved on from zero dawn after playing half of the frozen wilds dlc i could not wait any longer <laughs> and i got impatient now i am 20 percent through this so, game and i have so much that's time a rec- that's a recommendation if you can't tell yeah like please go play horizon forbidden west like it's fucking fantastic i have 
picked up new, Far Cry New Dawn. Since I bought a, yeah. a, a deal that was going on. It was a really good deal. I got like the Deluxe Edition and Far Cry 5. I bought both of them for like $20. $20. Yeah, speaking and, of purchasing things. It was like, like a... 75% off. I was like, ooh, wow, this was like really nice. So I got an extra game included. You did. You and, did. I told you it was a good deal. And like, like I have fun with this new game. It's a post-apocalyptic Far Cry. It's, in, it's set in the same area but like the whole environment has changed all right. of it everything and uh yeah I know we were discussing spiders and, uh, uh, the, well that's that's like an entirely different thing but like i could show you some of the creatures if i could let me see i got something in my hand right now i'm gonna have to drop it there we go monstrous monstrous animals just get that out of here these are some of the big boys in the game but they are very big and very creepy They're, that's a bad picture why do you <laughs> that's have to a beautiful it? crop i don't know what the fuck this is this about. is the bison covered in rocks and, and grass uh you got a barrel needs more mechanics yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they're like super big apparently like that that thing's like the size of a fucking like truck uh-huh. And it's giant. So, like, it's not as... I know, uh, I know all about it's not a, It's not as big as the ones that you have to deal with. But, like, for, for the games that, like, this plays out... Right, right, right. It, It's pretty big. It's not the same fucking world. I no, understand No, it's not. That. You like, got a lot of different things. You got some... Both big, of our games are very immersive. Very... Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things that I love about one of this game is the mechanic of outposts and how they work. Is that you can salvage it, get resources, a certain resource for it. But then the bad guys will take it over again but at a higher level and then you can go back and redo it and retake it again right so i like that that's a really good mechanic and i feel like more games should include that mechanic because there's more replayability in that scope yeah definitely i get that yeah game's cool yeah but uh speaking of purchasing things i uh went to go buy the jotnar edition of god of war we're gonna Uh, talk about this one really quick yeah 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 and uh it sold out in less than 10 minutes and uh you want to know why scalpers well well, (laughs) we had we had a a topic about we have another god of war topic in here but but i was just gonna bring that up later that's all that that's as far as i was gonna go into it until later on in the show when i have a whole section about god of war because like this it's, it's you saw it sold out you saw it, like, sell out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I saw it with my own eyes and then was forced to buy the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really forced, obviously, but... but I wanted to buy the $270 one, but I bought which the it has more, one. Which has a little bit more stuff. Yeah, it has, like, the cool limited press it vinyl. Ha- it has the vinyl, which would be really awesome to I get. I know, that's And then the I'm dice saying. set as well. That was also really yeah, fucking exactly, cool. Yeah, exactly. That dice set. Like, I really wanted that dice set. Yeah. But uh, I I still got a lot of really cool stuff, mm-hmm. including that little cabinet thing, uh, whatever it's fucking. It's called. the box. It's a little cabinet box set that comes with. Yeah, it. Yeah, but it has the story on the inside of I it. I was gonna look at like the, like stuff that's in it, but I would have to go back and look. Anyways, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, but no, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be really cool. Uh, but I also celebrated my second wedding anniversary and Whoa. my my. Five, well, not really five years, cause, but almost, almost five, five years. years. Yeah, almost five-year anniversary. Yay. Yay. Woo! Woo-hoo. All right. All right. 
right. One more. Re- well, you have a recommendation for another oh, series. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I started watching the first episode of the new Resident Evil series that everyone because is trashing. That is the... Su- review bombing, really? It's uh, it's not everybody, but there are people who are review bombing, but at the same time, it's like... It's pe- not the best, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it, whatever, that's cool, but people are review bombing it, you know what I mean? Mm. It, it's just awful to see. Yeah, Twitter does not like it, but it's the one of Netflix's worst rated shows. But at the same time, I've seen people say it's not as bad. Like, yeah, see, worse. look, this person right here I've says, I'm a diehard RE player and fan, and I love this show. Don't listen to the miserable, dumb pe- thing. What? Okay. Kind of a little stuck, but you get the gist. Like, this person likes it. This person also likes it. Like, you get, like, right. look at this. Out of five. This is one of the people. Blah 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 blah. Also go back and more expedition. Blah blah blah. It doesn't matter. Um, They're saying it wasn't enough zombies. Is it not enough zombies? I'm one episode in. I don't know. Oh okay. Well, I mean, like it doesn't. It. I don't think it's as bad. Like it's I very don't think decisive. It's gonna be as bad as uh, what they say because I'm actually interested in the series. Yeah. So I digress. I digress. But. Uh, um, Oh, yeah, you had one more. Oh, yeah, well, I f- showed her something that was, like, a, a, a song, a remix of Wet Ass Pussy, but it's called Wet Ass Planet. And then there's, like, it was, like, a... Yeah, but it was, it's not the one that you just Googled. It's not the one. There was this other person called Nathanology, at Nathanology, least by that name. Yeah. And he played the moon, but he did an extremely well-ass rap. Like, I can't... Yeah, I, dude, gotta I was give actually, props. like, really impressed by this. I, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is, like, the best cover of this song that I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, it but, genuinely, uh, like, had me stop and be like, that yeah. is a wet-ass planet. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like, damn. Yeah, he started spinning bars, but it went really hard. Yeah. So, I, I can't find the the video for the life of me on YouTube. Right. You might have to find it somewhere else. I have it here. I just don't know if I should play it because I'm worried of, like, right, s- right, like right. certain certain liabilities and that endeavor, if that's a possibility. Exactly. So. But, we uh, don't want anybody claiming our property now, no, right? No, 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 no. Uh, but anyways, that's it for the recommendationios. We're going to move on to the newsies uh, with, of course, uh, Marvel at the helm. Which, uh, this one was just interesting to me. It was about the, the production style of the monsters. And I thought this was Love actually and really infor- uh, <coughs> informative as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, the Shadow Monsters, if you've ever wa- if you've watched Love and Thunder... Well, this isn't even a spoiler at all or anything. Because, like, Gore's, Gore, like, Gore's army is just Shadow yeah, Monsters he, he can his, create. He has Shadow Powers. <laughs> so, uh, apparently those monsters were designed by kids in the film. So, one of the things about this is that Taika Waititi really... Taika Waititi He's like, what really makes your butthole pucker? Please tell me. He wanted to make this feel like a classic classic 80s movie, which it kind of really did with like a modernized uh, exhibition to it. So, but he also, uh, some of the kids include Chris Hemsworth, three children, Natalie Portman's son and daughter, Kristen Bale's kids, and even one of YTT's daughters. Uh, One of the coolest things about it, though, is that... I love his name. uh Uh-huh. Which one? Taika Waititi? Yes, that is a fantastic name. Yeah. But uh, he actually got those kids to help design the shadow monsters. So uh, apparently, uh, he yes, he said, uh, my daughter was watching me write the script one day, and she looked over my shoulder and said, what's a shadow demon? And I was like, I don't know. And she goes, what does it look like? So she went and drew one. <laughs> yeah, so. 
basically, it's, that's what they did. They they reached out and had the the kids create the monsters. That's a really good way of representing kids' worst fears at the at that moment of what that what that could be. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic, and it's it's a good immersive piece that his daughter won't forget anytime mm-hmm. soon. Bale said, "We actually know which monsters are my kids' monsters." Tycho had them draw a lot of sketches, and then with the magic of EV, uh, VFX, guys, they created some mantras out of that. So, yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Mm-hmm. But uh, still in the scope of superheroes and monsters, and monsters Stranger <laughs> Things, just season four ended. Uh, got what? that big bad coming through. Uh, but apparently, <clears throat> apparently, Vecna had a lot of different designs going into it and there's a video that kind of entails that but like one of the things is uh one of them looked like the pan's labyrinth demon from uh from that film like the one with eyes in its hands yeah 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 that's a that's what i was saying yeah and then another del toro and then another one had the dementor face going on yeah that one was freaky and then these other ones but this is all from the instagram of like. Michael Mayer Jr. Michael Mayer Jr. I had to look it up, uh, but he is on Instagram. I think he wor- he worked on like the design concepts and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but one he showed off another design concept, which was he's just like armored or something like that. He's like super armored. He's got spiky. He looks like a a very like. He looks like that fucking guy with red hair from My Hero Academia. He looks like a malnutritioned. What is his fucking name? Uh, the red-haired dude who has super armor powers from My Hero Academia. I know which one you're talking about. I know. it starts. His name starts with a K. I was going to say he looks like a very malnourished doomsday from DC Comics. Like, see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he also kind of looks like a, a fucking Resident Evil... Uh... The one with all the fucking horns and the spikes on him. Like, what the I, fuck am I... I do not remember. <laughs> Honestly. Kirishima. Uh, Kirishima. Kirishima is the yes. name of the guy from My Hero Academia yes. who has fucking hardening powers. Yes. That, That's literally what one of the Vecnas looks we like. We almost it's got a Vecna crazy. Dementor, essentially. Is what <laughs> a Vecna fucking Kirishima. Yeah, that too. But, yeah, so that would be... But, uh, speaking of Vecna, like, just the, this is a complete side note off the subject... I watch Jamie Campbell Bauer read thirst tweets about Vecna. And I laughed so fucking hard at his replies and the audacity of these people to tag him in these fucking tweets. People it on Twitter so are so fucking up. weird. They are so fucked up. Like, what it Like, thirst tweets about Vecna. Vecna thirst tweets. That is something that I never Vecna thought that I'd see in my life. thirst tweets. Uh, yeah, I don't want to play this out loud. No, don't play it out loud, but you should, re- like, read them in the background, uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, I gotta get past this fucking yeah, ad sure first. Close captions on, but, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it was something that was really amazing. And if you guys have not seen this fucking video of Jamie Campbell Bauer reading Thirst Tweets about Vecna, and there's a couple about Jamie Campbell Bauer in there, obviously, they had to throw some in there, it couldn't all be weird, but, uh... Yeah, like <laughs> you, you, you would just not believe what people say about Vecna squelching wetly. Like right, I don't because it it just it makes me laugh out. Oh loud. wait, no, he plays them right here. Okay, I need Jamie Kendall Bauer to read their sweet, uh, not but laugh. not mine exactly. All right, give me another one. Oh, we get this out of here. 
I mean, that. Imagine going out. <sighs> no. Yeah, that would suck. Vecna, there you go. Vecna so is so sexy. sexy. I, I want, want him, him bad. so bad. <laughs> and they're showing all the fucking pictures. I'm What's like, this that? is disgusting, dude. What's another like, one? I. I no, that's not. No, it's just. Yeah, here we go. Vecna looks so fucking sexy. In that, I'm not even joking. Come here, you veiny man, and I'll kiss you. Oh my god, you're so cute. Dude, it, uh, no, it gets even more raunchy. It gets worse. I want to slam Jamie Camel back. Can't read that. Uh, to be honest, I understand Vecna's motivations, because if I went through looking like a hot piece of ass <laughs> to that. <laughs> Dude, I was fucking losing it. Like... Uh, lick screen? Oh, gross. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's like, I'm a human, not a fucking lollipop. I would never call anyone daddy unless it's Jamie Campbell. Yeah, alright. Uh, the guy who's Vecna in Stranger Things is so fucking hot. Please, Pete, Pit, what? Please, Please Vecna, Vecna, choose me, me to fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> what else you got? Thinking about what it would be like to turn in your bed and see Vecna first thing you wake up. Does he moan? Does he squelch wetly? I can't. Not Does he get his coffee before, before or after wet squelching? I have questions. That's a lot. Dude, Thank like... God. Dude, uh, this... <laughs> this is the one that got me. Thank God Vectnik isn't real, because if... If it, because what if I start moaning while he's sucking the life out of me? No, dude, that's the one that made me lose it. Like, he stared at the screen for a couple of seconds after reading that, and then he fucking lost it after watching it. Like, it's like if you guys want to be like just completely weirded out, go look up Vecna Thirst Tweets, anyways. Re recycling back to Netflix, <laughs> we have a lot more to get through. Uh, but one I knew of, you would enjoy that. It is a good one. Uh, but speaking of good things, Fear Street was a good series. Yeah, Fear Street <laughs> was a good series. You know, just like Stranger Things was, is, will be in the future. Spin off everything because... because more Fear Street movies are coming. When I say movies, I mean like I I think that they might be doing another trilogy. Like honestly. Uh, but at least one, one more is coming. I know that much. But, um, so, uh, during an interview with Yahoo Entertainment, R.L. Stein lifted the lid on rumors that Netflix will be heading back to Shadyside. He said, I hear rumors about more Fear Street movies for Netflix because the first ones did so well last summer. Yeah. Those films kind of shocked me because they were all R-rated and I've never done anything R-rated. Yeah. All those teenagers were getting slashed. I was like, suddenly, I have a slasher movie. Which is just about Which right. is fantastic, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's the hit Netflix films were based on R.L. Stein's Fear Street novels. Let's tell the story of a group of teenagers who set out to break a curse that's been living over their town for hundreds of years. It was actually really good, and we covered each of the movies in the Fear Street series. So, yeah. uh, you guys could definitely check those out from last summer. They're literally all Netflix. You don't even have to worry about No, I'm talking about our episodes. Oh, our episodes, too. Yeah, yeah we aren't too. on Netflix, but we, we are, are definitely wherever you are listening to us now. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I was talking about the movies. You can still watch them on Netflix because they're made by Netflix original. Right, exactly. exactly. So look out for more big series franchise Yeah, look, look out for it, man. But, like, I'm really excited about but this. But speaking of new series, uh, I've, I've known about the series for quite a while. I did not know what direction they were taking with it, but I knew it was an anthology so series. So initially, whenever you told me this, I thought you were talking about Marvel, and I got nope. really scared. Yeah, because it, they're going to have... They're gonna have uh, Jeff Goldblum set to play Zeus in the new in Marvel now. Same with Russell Crowe. Even though he already played... I thought they were going to do another play in the next movie. Oh. That's literally what I thought. <laughs> they and have the like, Grandmaster just playing. <laughs> that's Bro, I'm just saying, like, why not? Like, that would be actually really fucking funny. Uh, have Jeff Goldblum come out and then, like, kill someone with the melty laser uh-huh. thing. Or the but, melty staff. So, he is going to be playing Zeus in Netflix's Greek mythology dark comedy series called Chaos. K-A-O-S, chaos. The traditional Greek spelling. Hugh Grant was originally supposed to play Zeus, but I know why he dropped out because of scheduling conflicts, because he was going to play the villain in the Dungeons & Dragons film, the new one. Right. Yeah, which I'm looking forward to seeing. I would much rather look at Jeff Goldblum's face than Hugh Grant's well, face. Yeah, but, and that's just but that's for Z- but this is for Zeusy boy. Uh, so he is going to be playing as, as Zeus, uh, which is really good, I think, because if you know, Zeus is a very... Uh, what's, what's a better word to say than the one that I'm thinking of for sleeping around? I guess that's the best way. He was promiscuous. Yes. Um, Anyways. He stuck his ding dong in a lot lot of of different creatures. A lot of different. (laughs) Yes. And we'll put it like that. Things and creatures. There you go. Uh, But the Greek. This show is going to follow the exploring love, power, and life in the underworld. Nothing is sacred in Koval's bold reinvention of the Greek myths. Uh, I think tracksuits, not togas, is what they're saying. Except the treachery and arrogance of a bunch of inconstant gods and their cosmic machinations, some things never change. So he's going to be playing a Zeus that is seemingly all-powerful yet desperately insecure and vengeful Zeus, who has long enjoyed his status as the king of the gods. Oh, no. He's got wrinkles on his forehead. Okay. All right, cool. But... Essentially, like it's. I think the whole thing is like an anthology series. So this is gonna be one of them. And then, uh, from what I know, I think there's like eight episodes for the series, as of right now. I so, hope it does as well as Good Omens. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what they do. I look it. forward to seeing the next season of Good Omens. Mm-hmm. Because that one's also coming out sometime soon. I know. Yeah, relatively been. soon. And something's coming out soon in September. Is, is one uh, more thing on Netflix? Yeah, another thing on Netflix. <laughs> I was really surprised by the direction that the trailer took, and it has a lot of positive, and it has a lot of negative. I am sitting somewhere and, in between right now. Right, right, right. Like, I'll still give it a chance, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. But it looks very interesting. You know what I mean? It, the, the, it, I don't want to say it looks cheap, but I want to say it looks retro is the best way I can put it. At the same time that they're trying to modernize it, but then the also the acting to me it, in the trailer felt like theater acting more than film acting if that makes sense it was very dramatized it was very yeah like yeah. i mean i i don't know how much little well how little uh dramatization that you can manage to pull off wearing that amount of prosthetics well, yeah but like also the, like even even robert pattinson wearing the the batman mask you know what i mean had trouble and he was like wait more expression and the director was like yes i need more expression he was like okay i feel like i'm overacting but it turned out great Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
It could be that. It could be the way they just marketed it, but you know what? We'll have to wait and see. But apparently, the way that it's filmed. But apparently, though, it's going to be dropping on Netflix this September. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, so it'll be released by Universal 1440 Entertainment, which is the direct-to-video entertainment label of Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. But rather than debuting on Universal streaming pe- service Peacock, Zombie has confirmed that the mansion at Mockingbird Lane will open its doors to Netflix subscribers, All right. which is nuts. And I was just like, geez, that's cool. fucking crazy. Uh, and it says this fall we're going to spook out like it's 1964. So, yeah, he's going for the old vibe. You know what I mean? And I'm not mm. sure if that's going to fly nowadays. Are people going to watch it? Yeah. Are they really going to enjoy it and respect it? The younger kids? I don't know. Well, I don't know if the young kids really understand what it is, unless they were told by, like, their parents or something like that. I'm just saying, like, it, <laughs> exactly. That, that, that's the point. You want to modernize it, you better open up the, the market. Well, like, like I said, it could be that it was just marketed in that way, and it's just films. It's like, the way it's, like, shot and edited is different than how it was shot and edited for marketing. I right. have no idea. I know that's what I was saying. I was like, I don't know what it looks like inside the movie theater. Well, we'll we're gonna fucking tell in September when we want when I'm. We're gonna both watch it. At least we're gonna see how it starts off. If it actually is, I don't want to say bad, but like if it, I, yeah, I'm not gonna say bad. It's way too early to say bad, but it definitely has an interesting take. It does, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. We will definitely. You should watch see. the trailer for yourself just to get your own understanding of what we're talking about, though. But uh, something that I don't understand is this next article. Um, but there is one silver uh, silver lining to this. Anyway, the Powerpuff Girls and uh, Foster's Home are being rebooted. I have no issue with this because there the it does say the original creator that, of both that's of the these silver lining. is attached to it. I hope they I'm don't glad. change the animation style. Well, okay. I hope they modernize it, but don't change the animation style. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Like, because like Foster's Home is a very unique style that if they try to force it into anything different, it's gonna look weird. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Thing. And like Powerpuff Girls is just like you could do a lot with that one because it was just your basic look, like two D. So here's the thing: I mean? the the new Powerpuffs animation was good. The story though was not. The I want to see Samurai Jack animation in Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff 2016. This one. I would say the animation wasn't bad. It was a lot. It wasn't as it. It, it could have been stronger, but I'm saying it still, like, had that same realm of, like, familiarity to it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not saying that that one was bad. I'm unlike, just saying about the new future one, I hope that they don't do what they did from Teen Titans to Teen Titans Go. Oh, you yeah. understand well, what they, I'm saying? They, they completely, like, botch it and, like, yes. and, like dumb it down and stuff. Or, like... Uh, and I'm not saying that Teen Titans Go is bad, because there's a lot of people who really like Teen Titans Go. It is not my cup of tea. It's not dark enough. Uh, the animation style is too... Teen Titans original series is always better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, will hold that one near and dear. Just like the original Ben 10, in my opinion, is better than Ben 10 Omniverse. But I like the series as a whole because near the end of the uh, the last one, they actually culminated the whole series as well. And well, then right, all, right. And, all, and then in the whole series... I'm not saying I didn't watch it because I did. I, I just wa- like the original Ben 10. Well, yeah, the original is always going to be special in my heart. I still liked Alien Force and then Ultimate Alien. And then Omniverse... 
I still liked a lot of that because it went more in the realm of what I like weird stuff. I like weird stuff. But I was just making a point by pointing out on you. Now, now, if you want to talk about the new Ben 10. No. The new new Ben 10. I don't want to talk about Ben 10 new. The new Ben 10 is really bad. It's not good. (laughs) It looks like garbage. That's another. This is like the same thing as talking about like Teen Titans Go. They reanimated it, uh, but it looks worse. So they cheat. They made it look more cheap. Is the yeah, better way of yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I get that. But there's. But sometimes like, dumbing down the animation could work for a positive because I. Oh, feel, it does. I feel like when we jumped from like maybe, what's new Scooby Doo to a pup named Scooby Doo. Mm. You know what I mean with that dumbing down. Well, it that's did. Not, that's not dumbing down. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> what, a uh, pup named Scooby Doo. I was talking about animation wise dumbing it down, but like, yeah. Scooty, Scooty. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Yes, you all right. Typed in Scooty Who. Scooty Who and the Blowfish. Scooty Who and the Blowfish. Uh, but yes, uh, no. Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home are being rebooted. The original, uh, like showrunner, is going to be like Craig McCracken, the guy, the one, the only who made the whole show. Yes, uh, uh, the studio behind the Amazing World of Gumball and yes, Kraken. Yes, yes. Um, because that's a good. That's a good. The uh, original creator of the Powerpuff Girls series is attached to develop. Um, McCracken is also working on the Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, which is aimed at preschoolers. Oh, okay. Well, so so here that that's not terrible because I could see how that could work. That can, I can see how that could work. Right. <laughs> but. I will probably not. I will look at it, but I probably won't watch it. You're right. On both of those ends, I probably won't watch it. Mm. But um, something that I will be fucking watching, uh, like, even though I still need to watch Diabolical, so uh-huh. if you know what I'm talking about, then you already know what uh-huh. I'm talking about. But if you don't, I'm talking about the boys' spinoff. And this is the next boys' spinoff, and it's going to be called Gen V. Mm-hmm. And apparently, quote-unquote, it's going to be part college show, part Hunger Games. So uh, take what you will for that. <laughs> so but, I I know it was it had the tagline called the tag title called the boys presents varsity, but now they've called it Gen V, which I is like fine. Gen V Gen way v better. Works. It, it makes a lot of sense, and I really like that. It's it's really I just like it. I yeah, know this name. But um, so set at. America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes, run by Vought International. So we're talking like uh, Dark Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Uh, Gen V is an irreverent R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. It's part college show, part Hunger Games, with all the heart, satire, and raunch of the boys. Uh, but not with, uh, like, probably young teenagers, God. It's gonna be more horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I hope horny. it's, we're talking about, like, 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds, not, like, 16-year-olds sleeping with 19-year-olds and weird shit like that. I can literally like, just look at it right now. I feel uh, like you're going to get some weird porn, but all right. Uh, Gen, Gen V will star Jazz Sinclair, uh, a.k.a. Uh, it says Godolkin go, go, go University School of Crime Fighting, so I'm assuming they're college. That sounds like college level. Yeah, yeah. So 18 and above. Yeah. 
But uh, anyway, Gen V will star Jazz Sinclair, and she was Sabrina's best friend on the Chilling Adventures. Yeah, of she was. Uh, Chance Perdomo, who was <laughs> Sabrina's cousin on uh, 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 the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh. And uh, Lizzie Broadway, Shelley Kahn, Maddie Phillips. There's some names. Maddie Lond- Phillips. I love this name. London Thor. London Thor. Derek Law. Asa German. <laughs> and Patrick Schwarzenegger. Yes, uh, the son of... Sean Patrick Thomas and Marco Pigosi. Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, I probably... I, I bet he's going to play like a, a strong superhero. Who knows? Like, maybe, he's a, maybe he's a weak boy. This guy right here? You call him weak? No, that's not weak. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> he has colors all over him. <laughs> what is he written on him? I don't fucking know. It looks like a beautiful mind. That's that shit off. This looks like he's like a serial killer and written like Kinda. plans on him. Like it looks like Jim Carrey in twenty three. What is this hair? Why does he do that to his hair? All right. I don't know. Frosted tips are coming back, and they look good on people. Sometimes, and not not, all not the that time. not in that instance. Not, no, not all the time. <laughs> Uh, Michelle Fazekas and Tara Butter will Butter, yeah, will serve Butter. as Butter. as showrunners and executive producers. Eric Kripke. That's a lot of names. Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, which is Seth Rogen's best friend, you know, uh, because we've we've uh, we covered it many usurped. times. We've been usurped, you know what I mean? Like Evan Goldberg has taken over as Seth Rogen's best friend. But uh, James Weaver, Neil H. Moritz, There's Ori Marmer, Pavin Shetty, and more people that you probably don't recognize. Uh-huh. Uh, there has been no word on the release date for Gen V, which has officially greenlit uh, two years ago. But Prime Video did confirm it's currently in production. So that means that we have voice actors Yay. talking. Yay! Speaking of Amazon, I found something that was cool to me because I thought it was an interesting idea. And that is a comic book that I didn't know about. It's called 8 Billion Genies, uh, which is literally just all about uh, what would happen if everybody in the world got one wish and they all wished it at the same time. What would happen? Um. So, that, so I was like, I it's was like, like uh, Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty. That could become together. this show could become insanely chaotic. Like, what do you mean insanely chaotic? Yeah, I'd be like, my first wish would be like, I dude, wish we all lived in an anime. There's dragons, like, dinosaurs, aliens. There's just like conquering pirates, a bunch of shit just going on in this one little cover art going on right here and now. And this genie looks pretty dope. I love this little... That one asshole who's just like, I wish we all lived in Sword Art Online. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd uh-huh. be like, why? Well, like, you got... The, there's this one one that... There's sh- that one person? There's this one that shows up, uh, Dave's Carnos- Carnosaurus, which is just a giant... Ro- like, it's it's, God- it's Mechagodzilla at that point. Um, but yeah, so essentially what has happened, Amazon Zedia has acquired the rights to the comic book itself. And has now decided they might be making a feature film about it. Or a series, maybe. Uh, so, who knows what will come of this. But we it's probably going to be live action. All it, the dead people that are going to be coming back to life. Oh my god. Dude. You know they're, you know they're going to probably push a little bit of certain things that are modern. Like today, like the boys does. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much they're going to be doing. But like... Like there's like... <laughs> 3,000 Brightburn superhero, yeah. super villains. 
But I, I corrected myself real fast. I mean, so I like I, I look I look f- I look forward to seeing what they do with it because it is an interesting idea of what would happen if everybody got a wish. <laughs> like that's 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 too much power, like in the world. So like, there's somebody out there that could be like, yeah, I wish everybody dead, and then there's somebody that's like, yeah, I wish everybody who isn't that is now alive again. Like that is. Bro, like, Rascal Flats wish. Look at this. Look at this one. <laughs> look at this. You got like super superhuman abilities and shit like that going on. Like this is like a super tall. Uh, she thick. She thick too. Like damn. He's just floating. Okay, mama. Like damn. Jeez, eight billion genies. Cool. All right. I. Lo- I. It's an interesting take. I would love to become a gin. <laughs> I feel like. like I, honestly, I feel like this could work a lot better if they did it in. A animated state, and I feel like with Amazon, they could they, they could pull it off. Like, wow, is that fucking Paul Bunyan? No. <laughs> I kind of want to read this now. This looks very interesting and up my alley. Dilling. Uh, what? What? Uh, Dilling. Uh, but yeah, now we're gonna move on from Amazon to Hulu in the Hulu. FX realm because. I asked you about Steve Carell and, like, what roles do you feel he fits? Like, what genre and stuff like that? Right, and I said, uh, as of ten years ago, I would have said comedy. But as of late, I've seen him in more drama roles. Specifically, I watched him in this movie called Beautiful Boy, which is available on uh, Amazon Prime. But it is a very sad take with Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Charlemagne. Child in the Manger. Um, so, <laughs> Timothy Child in the Manger. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a good it, it, dramatic role. It's a take role. on drugs. It's a good, it's a good dramatic role and abuse of drugs and dealing addiction. with like addiction yeah. and shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and both of them deserve awards for that movie if they didn't win it. Yeah. But, uh, Steve Carell has decided he's going to play a therapist this time, but, uh, he's also being held captive by the person that he is trying to give therapy to. He who, was a therapist last time. <laughs> well he's therapy now uh therapist now but also the the guy who's he's given therapist to is also a serial killer and this is in the new psychological thriller called the patient uh, this looks really fucking cool i didn't know this existed until he showed it to uh-huh. me like 30 minutes ago and i think that it's a really cool concept it kind of like kind of like mis- it, it's like Stephen it's King's like misery. misery you know what i mean but at the same time there's more of a of a like a long came the spider vibe uh-huh. if you would like that serious crime thriller yeah. going on in the background so, so uh he plays the therapist who is taking care of this guy i know i looked uh, at him I'm like who, is that that guy from the, harry potter the patient's name is it sam was. fortner who reveals to be a serial killer Fartner. and this guy is played by dom nall gleason which if you don't know that name like there's it, it you said from Harry Potter. That's another one. He was in. That's the first thing I looked at him. I was like, is he, he was also in Star Wars as I can never remember the name because he was in the the news the new trilogy which sucks. Uh, but he was also in Ex Machina as the main character. If anybody, I know you've seen that. Yeah, I've seen Ex Machina quite a few times. But uh, yeah, goodbye, Christopher. In Peter Robert. Rabbit one and two. I think he plays Peter Rabbit. No way, really. I think so. I think he's the voice of Peter. Let me look. He is the voice. No wait. That's not Peter. Flopsy, Thomas Mopsy, something. Cottontail. Tom, why is Sam O'Neill in here? Uh, <laughs> He's like, have you seen my dinosaurs? 
Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking around as a rabbit saying that, like just delirious. <laughs> People just don't understand what rabbits. J- understand. <laughs> That's no. Oh, I think God. he's. I think he's like the main human character. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Anyways, yeah. So that guy, he's gonna be like the serial killer. It looks really not. It looks really good. It's made by the per- the people that have made the Americans, which you did not know about. But that is basically about uh, Russians, Russians inside America during the Ronald Reagan pre- presidency, posing as Americans. It's a great show, America. But <laughs> yeah. So um, no, I look. I look in. I look forward to this. It premieres on August thirtieth. 30th we'll have 10 episodes and it will premiere on hulu i think that it'll be specific on hulu because fx has been pushing their stuff on hulu now like a lot more instead of it being just like premiered yeah on, like, but, their th- but they're trying they're it's the live tv edition yeah it is like it's fucking bullshit i don't know if it's a live tv edition i think it is nah, i don't think so um but speaking of live action yeah, yeah, you don't even, you can't even, there is... Barney no, is back, Barney he's is got back, depression. And I don't know if this is animated, I don't know what the fuck is going on, except that Daniel Kaluuya is fucking developing a live-action Barney movie, okay? Like, it's just, I'm horrified, and excited, and... Scared. Scared. Like, Mainly just scared. Really, really scared. So, um, <coughs> because he says Barney's he, got depression on this one. Nah, he didn't say it, but he kind of said it. But uh, I wanted to read a couple of his words. So he said, "My last number of films have been so aligned to what kind, uh, to kind of what I stand for as a man. But there are a whole lot of things that I do as a man. Uh, I love kids films. How did everyone get into films? Watching kids films. I don't want to restrict myself to the limitations of what I'm perceived as." Um, and he said he's been seen as a bit serious, a bit uh, uh, not mysterious. And he said, but he doesn't want to give too much away. He said, Barney taught us, I love you, you love me. Won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember. And what happens when that isn't true? I thought that was really heartbreaking. I have no idea why, but it feels like that makes sense. It feels like there's something unexpected that can be poignant, but optimistic. I have, an, I have, I think I figured out what it's- the... Th- Especially at a time now, I think it's really, really needed. But I, continue. Sorry. I figured out what the plot's gonna be. It's about a kid that play that Barney, which is like a magical figure or something. And as a kid, he used to, but now he's an adult, and this adult's like depressed and in like a bad state. But now he has to use the magic of Barney to get like his life back in order or something. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, well, I I think that Barney like I. Was obsessed with Barney. I had several Barney dolls. Like Barney was my life. It was my whole life. You can ask my mom. I used to just watch Barney all the fucking time. I don't remember which I was obsessed with. I think it was Winnie the Pooh. No, I was was obsessed with fucking Barney. There's dozens of pictures of me with Barney dolls all over my bed. My sheets were Barney. Like I fucking love Barney. Barney doll. Do you love him now? Like, no, I had specifically one that was a bath time Barney. Do you love the this one? How about this one? What about that one? That's off-brand, dude. That's Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> what about this Barney right here? Uh, <laughs> that, that's wrong show. Are you sure this is off-brand Barney? <laughs> 
Marty got into the PCP. <laughs> oh God! If you just type in Barney doll on on Google, you get some really you get good some really pictures. good pictures. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be some time Jazz. before Barney makes it to the screen. But fans of Kaluuya. <laughs> Barney was in the fucking crack house for like six months and lost. Barney got into some ketamine. Eighty-five pounds. He fell. He fell in a K-hole for six years. <laughs> but like, um, you could see Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Nope coming up this weekend. Uh, moving on to something that is horrifying and exciting, but mostly horrifying. So we've um, been talking about this for quite a bit. Yep, we've uh, been following the production of this ever since Winnie the Pooh went into. Uh, like uh public domain yeah public domain That's so winnie the pooh blood and honey has finally got its poster and it says this ain't no bed no wait this ain't no bedtime story and then you got winnie the pooh blood and honey and then it's Pit, just piglet i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, and this is going to be awful. It's going to be weird. It's going to be bad. You just t- look at it. It's going to be bad. Uh, is this Bella Thorne's sister? Don't oh. say that to Amber Dwog Thorne. And, then, and uh, I can't figure it out. I don't know. It just says... Doig. <laughs> it just says she's in Blood and Honey. It doesn't say anything else. Comedy sketches. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, that's all we want to say. This thing's got a poster now. We don't yeah, even know. Yeah, it's got a fucking poster, and it's goddamn horrible. Eventually, so. this thing is going to come out, and we're, we're going to get a trailer, and the trailer's going to show us everything that's going to happen in that, and then, yeah. But, last thing before the break. Uh, this is a video game-based one. I showed Jasmine this game, and she said it's Bugs Life, the video game, but remastered, made better. Um, but yeah, it's called Grounded, which is a survival-based game where you build up your fort and stuff as a kid who has been shrunk down in the backyard, and now you have to fight off bugs and crap, and robots too sometimes. But, uh, apparently, I I can download this on Game Pass, and now that it's fully out of, uh, it's going to be on full release in September of this year, uh, apparently, the are deciding to make a television series out of it. Which is interesting to me. But also the person who is writing the series, is adapting the series, is the guy who worked on Star Wars The Clone Wars. Which was a really good series. So I'm like, okay. And then the guy uh, who was doing the cinematography did the cinematography for Halo 4 and 5. Which were actually pretty good cinematography-wise. I gotta give it to them on that one. Story-wise, they weren't the strongest. But like cinematography-wise, they were pretty good. <clears throat> so was Halo Five Halo Wars? Halo Guardians. Which one was Halo Wars? Halo Halo Wars isn't is a, like a spinoff that takes place before all the Halo games, and but that's did it the, come out between four and five. It came out between four and five. Okay, that's what that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, Halo Wars is a spinoff that takes place before all that. And it's like it's a strat it's strategy based. It's what I remember and, and everything. That's the one that's top down and you like send out troops and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't beat this one. I hate that game. I didn't beat this one. I got stuck on the flood flood mission. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so I, I look I look forward to like this thing. I also liked the game when I played it originally, but it was just like still in early development because it was free on Game Pass, and they put on like early development games sometimes on there so that you can like test them out, not just for PC but also for consoles. Um, so once the game comes back out, it'll probably be on day one Game Pass and still, and then I'll just play it again. Um, but yeah, I don't know how, I want to see how the TV show is going to work on it because it is based off of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. So maybe they can get Rick, make Rick Moranis to come out of uh, retirement. I hope not. You hope not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ever man. since I heard that Trisha Paytas is like sexually attracted to him. Like, oh, I don't, gross. No. Dude, like I can't unhear it. I can't unsee it. And it's happened. Ugh. Well, we're going to take a break <laughs> on that note. Yeah. We're going to come back after that with more, more, more news. We'll be back. Ah, there you are. Take this potion of healing and rest your weary feet, wanderer. You're halfway there. You are now fully rested. And we are back. Welcome back. And we are jumping right into more Amazon stuff. Yeah, I don't know where to put this, but you know what? It's it should have actually gone back, <laughs> gone up to the top. But it's you know right. what? It's fine. It's fine. More Amazon stuff. Uh, so Amazon is giving Prime Video a redesign, which is like. So needed. I think like it, it their needs UI it, right honestly. now is not the best. It really is bad, mm. and it's like it's like Paramount bad. Paramount's the worst. No, dude, like it's it's bad. Like I I don't know how they've gotten away with it thus far. Netflix is fantastic. They have a fucking category well, not, for everything. Netflix you know what I mean? already but, has their UI like figured out. Okay, for a long but time. like people should. I know. Take that as a guide but, but that's like they take it as a guide but they don't want to copy it entirely and i understand that. i don't give a fuck if they copy it entirely i can find the movies that i want to fucking watch that's you know true. what i mean like it's just uh, each streaming service offers different things but if they all use like a similar ai it would be really fucking helpful mm -hmm. especially for teaching people like my mom who don't know how to use anything yeah like seriously like I i'm just thinking about usability for older people mm. like because how are how are, if if i'm having trouble at, at my age growing up when i did and having advanced technological knowledge you know what i mean that i do because of what i do and what i go to school for etc etc it's hard for me to no, find movies it needs, on Amazon. It, needs, it like, needs to change. I'm just it, it needs an upgrade. I don't know exactly what kind of upgrade they're expecting to do. But. Uh, well, I'm about to get into it. So, like, that's uh, that's the even better part. They they listed quite a bit. Of it. So, um, does it show the pictures of what it will look like? I wonder. So its user experience lacks the polish of those competitors and feels more cobbled together, which I 100% agree Is this agree what with. it's going to look like? Because this looks a lot better. Yeah, it's this is like an prime, example. Paramount, okay. Cool. This is an example. So, um, which obviously it could change. This is just an example. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys want to see the picture, you can. But if not, I'm going to describe it for you. So, um... You know what it gives me a vibe of? It's like a mix between, like... HBO and, uh... I was gonna say Apple TV and, like, Netflix. With the cleanness? Yeah. 
No, like this so, as well. Like Apple, Apple TV, TV has this. Apple TV has the exact same setup with like how the shows are aligned and stuff like that. And when you click on it, it gives you like the big setup and then like all that stuff. It's a little bit different, but like it has the same kind of vibe going for it, which I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mind it at all. Like I, I'm just surprised it's taking them this fucking long to update their goddamn app. So uh, the changes start today, Don't starting worry. now and continuing over the next couple of weeks. Amazon will roll out a new Prime video experience for Android and connected living room devices, including smart TVs, Fire TV, streaming hardware, Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and gaming consoles. That's not it, yeah. um, Amazon says the experience has been designed to be less busy and overwhelming for our customers. Good. The result, frankly, is something that looks a whole lot like Netflix, and maybe that's for the best. Which is for the best. I, it looks like a mix between HBO and, and Netflix. And I really enjoy both of those UIs. You know? I like I like that, uh, like, HBO has the hubs. I love that. You know what I mean? Like, I wish more, more places would group movies together like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, uh, well, actually, something that I do like, I think it was on Peacock, was collections of movies that are similar, but they have cool creative names on them yeah, and stuff like that. Well, like the Dun Dun Collection. Like, if you remember me reading that one, it said the Dun Dun Collection, and it was all Law & Order. It was all Law & Order, and I thought that was really creative, and I like to see that they're having fun in the office, and they're not just like, here is this, you know what I yeah. mean? All corporate-like and whatnot. Well, I like to see like, that It fun, looks but. like this could be something... Uh, uh, but gonna... the main navigation has been shifted to the left side of the screen and is now a vertical column of icons. Those six main areas are search, home, store, live TV, free, and my stuff. Uh, the home section has subsections for movies, TV shows, and sports, and the store has similar submenus for prime channels or subscriptions, which I have quite a few through Amazon. So I subscribe to Stars, uh, um, literally Shutter. It's got, it's got the setup of, of of Netflix, but like this is literally a Apple TV, like how these things roll out like this. Yeah, Literally. yeah, like it has the minimalist look of Apple TV, but it has the UI experience of Netflix, which is fantastic. Netflix is at the top of its game, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's not, uh, because it between Jan- between January and March they lost two hundred thousand subscribers. Between April and June they lost a million subscribers. Mm-hmm. One million subscribers. Like I'm not kidding. And like so, for the total for the year is one point two million subscribers that they lost so far. And that's just fucking nuts, right there. I didn't even cover on this. I read the article earlier, um, but uh, that that's just fucking nuts. Anyway, anyway, there's now a top ten list on your home screen, so that's something that I like. You know what I mean? I like to see what other people are watching. Doesn't necessarily mean that I'm gonna watch the things that are on there. It just but shows I, you what's popular. Right, it shows you what's popular. What are people watching? Something that I didn't know about. You know what I mean? Sometimes that'll pop up, and I'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" And what's it'll popping? actually be pretty good. Like. Um, <clears throat> What the fuck is the name of that movie? It wasn't Extraction. It was, uh... You got... The Chris Hemsworth... Spiderhead. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about something else with Charlize Theron. The Huntsman? No, the one where they come back from the past or whatever. They're really old. Old Guard? Yeah, Old Guard. I never watched it. It was good. But I saw... I know you talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Old Guard. And I like that they're coming back and making another one. But, uh... Anyway... 
the shows and movies are designated with blue check mark in the description, uh, whereas content that requires a rental or purchase will have a gold shopping bag icon. That's cleaner than adding a badge onto every piece of TV show or movie artwork like Amazon was doing before, uh, though it does mean you'll have to dig into listings a bit to see what's what. Show you what's popping right. and the whip just hopped on. Uh, <laughs> it's easier to tell which content comes with your Amazon Prime subscription, so that's good. Uh, as you navigate around, you'll find many of the carousels retain the same landscape artwork as before, but Prime Video has also introduced what it calls super carousels with portrait poster style art that expands into a video preview in the same way that Netflix does, uh, pretty much. So whenever you scroll down far enough, you'll see the full banner ads like mm. for different original Netflix shows, and they're doing the same thing on Prime. Yep. So that's... uh really cool like it it puts their new stuff on display um it's much needed and you know what it's good for the better yeah yeah Uh, so if you get confused of why everything's changed don't worry you will like it it has been an 18 month project and it's gotten uh closer to the finish line the new experience has been overseen by ben smith who is now amazon's vp of product for prime video and prime studios and i think he's doing a pretty good job if you ask me Mm-hmm. Uh, by comparison, uh, Prime Video's redesign is deliberate, calculated, and as the parallel and as the parallels with uh, Netflix, HBO Max, and Disney Plus. Now they just need to make sure it works. Yeah, yeah. Amazon did extensive <clears throat> usability testing and u- user research, finding that people generally took to the changes very quickly. Considering the growing resemblance between all of the apps, it's not surprising. Obviously, like I said, if you know Netflix. Everybody knows Netflix, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. going to figure this out. It's going to be really easy, and it's going to make it much easier. And I appreciate it as someone who has to teach somebody else something new every time something new comes out. So mm-hmm. um, fuck the live TV section. Fuck that whole section. It's too expensive. Well, let's jump over that and go into yeah, the next yeah. stuff. Uh, um, Unless you got more. Well, I was like- going to talk a little bit, just a little bit more about it. But... Uh, uh, Amazon is still trying to push subscriptions for third-party content, obviously. Um, and Prime Channel subscriptions are a point of focus in the new experience. Uh, after the initial phase of the rollout, the new Prime video design will come to iOS and the web in the coming months. However, not all hardware will be able to run the redesigned experience. The PlayStation 3 and third-generation Apple TV from 2012, for example, won't be updated. In cases where devices don't get the new version, they'll stick with what they got currently, and it will continue to provide access to Prime Video into the future. Okay. So you'll still have access to it and everything. It's not like they're getting rid of your experience. You're just not going to get the updated app. It still has all the same great content. Um, But yeah, that's that's all uh, I had to say about that. Well, that should have been up higher. Sorry about that. But you know what? We're going to still... It's still video game news. And I think we... we I don't... Did we talk about this last... You talked about this. This was your article. It was. And I wanted to put this in here because I saw an update. So the Unity CEO... This is not... This is not the... the car, this is not the good Unity CEO. This is the new Unity CEO. The new one who... The who one who, who worked at EA as their CEO before this. Uh, John Ricky 
Tiki Tiki Tello, I don't give a shit about you because you're an asshole for saying this earlier. He basically at last week I said that he came out and said that devs not focusing on monetizations are the biggest fucking idiots. Well, uh, people found that out and really quickly, like us, and now yeah. he had to make an apology on Twitter clarifying his comments regarding the devs. Yeah, dude, you're uh, fucking he called trash. both the most beautiful and pure and brilliant people and some of the biggest fucking idiots. Uh, and he said, I just want to talk about both of what I said in the interview and my follow-up tweet. I'm going to start with an apology. My word choice was crude. I am sorry, and I am listening, and will do better. What I can do, perhaps, is provide more on what I was thinking when I did the interview. What I would have said if I had taken great care. First, I have a great... Jesus, he's just going into trying to trying to uh, pat it. He's saying he has respect for game developers, blah, 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 creativity, blah, 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 all that stuff, sheer joy. Second, one thing that I've seen is that most game de devs work incredibly hard and want people to play their game to enjoy it when appropriate for gamers to engage deeply for the game devs, blah, 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 don't care. Third, sometimes all a game developer wants is to have a handful of friends to enjoy the game. Why? Give me, like, talk about the thing about what you were talking about beforehand. Stop padding stuff. He's for just real. padding. For what I was trying to say and clearly failed at saying is that there are better ways for game developers to get an early read on what players think of their game, to learn from their feedback, and if a developer wants to adjust to the game based on this feedback. It's a choice to listen and act or just, or just to listen. Both, again, are very valid choices. <clears throat> But that doesn't explain why you said monetization was a good idea and stuff like that. It doesn't explain anything of like what the financial aspect of it. Right. It is. That's what the the word choice is. I was what's changing the title? That's what I was. Saying. The, the, the thing is, is like I'm like, the, the the word choice there is monetization and calling so many biggest fucking idiots for not taking use of monetization. What does monetization mean in your sense? Because what it sounds like, it sounds like microtransactions. At least that's what I'm getting from. Because EA is very well known of microtransactions. But, like... <sighs> yeah. I'm yeah. just... I. Fuck this dude. Yeah, there's a lot of people who still have a lot of negative feedback toward this comment, too. Uh, and, uh, and you know what? I don't like that. It, it just sucks. I think Unity, maybe this isn't the best move for them. But It's not a hot move at all. <sighs> what did you do? Where, oh. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, but you know what? Uh, moving on from that garbage, Ricky Tello, CEO. We're gonna move on to another company, Sony Boys, which has made so, uh, an act. They made acquisition. They made a move or uh, an act of war in some people's eyes. But Sony uh. has completed a three point seven billion with a B billion dollar deal to acquire Bungie, and has welcomed it into the PlayStation family. Goodbye, Bungie games to all Microsoft consoles except for the PlayStation, play PC, and PlayStation. I don't know about that. I don't think they'd strip it away like that, but day one access stuff, like, and special edition stuff, yeah, maybe. And, well, that and also maybe exclusive games, too. But, I, I don't know if they'll turn around and make I want Bungie. But, but that's only if Microsoft turns around and makes Bethesda exclusive. Can they make Bungie a... Uh, and I see, I, I foresee an amazing sci-fi epic single-player game coming in the near future. Like, and I'm super excited about it. I see a Bungie 
uh, the simulator coming in the future. Simulator? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, PlayStation shared the news on Twitter saying, The agreement to acquire Bungie has closed, so now we can officially say welcome to the PlayStation family, Bungie. Um, so... They replied and said, We are proud to officially join the incredible team at PlayStation. We are excited for the future of our company, and we are inspired to bring together players from all over the world to form lasting friendships and memories. Bungie wrote, Per Audacia ad Astra. Hold on. I mean, it's through boldness to the stars. Yeah. To the right. stars. Ad Astra. But, um... Sony announced it way back in, tw- in uh, February, when we, when uh, and it said it was going to be 3.6, but it ended up being 3.7. Probably the fees at the end, you know. But uh, that's going to be crazy. Uh-huh. I, like I said, I see a sci-fi epic single-player game well, they already coming have, within the next... They said they, they want to release at least one non-Destiny game by 2025, and Darius Jobless hinted to a new IP that could be comedic and may feature whimsical characters. So you might get, instead of the sci-fi want, epic, I, you may get the dream epic. <laughs> the dream-like want, epic. The I dream want scale. PlayStation Mass Effect. Huh. I don't know if it's going to get to that. That's going to just be Mass Effect, but okay. I'm okay with that. Like, literally, I've played every single Mass well, Effect Well, you got game. the new Mass Effect coming out, so like... Well, I'm talking about, like, through Bungie. Like, I, their their turn on Mass Effect, not an actual Mass Effect series game. Well, like, wasn't the Destiny... No. Destiny is basically just space. It's their space opera game. Yeah, but no. But Mass Effect was also kind of the same thing. Mass Effect was way more person-to-person, whereas Destiny was more fighting off evil aliens, like, if you would. And you could make decisions in uh, Mass Effect that would affect the end of the game. I don't know if they're going to go that route. They they did not do that with Destiny. That was a Bungie is more known for their action action role games rather than their narrative-driven games. Narrative story... But they joined PlayStation. That's the only thing that that has me thinking that we're going towards a sci-fi epic narrative game well from what this sounds Single like player. this sounds like it's going to be a dreamscape game in 2025 i'm just excited um but as for the future destiny bungie shared the roadmap it has planned after the playstation acquisition and it's reportedly working on a destiny mobile game so mm. we'll see we'll see a little bit more from that you mobile know? games when when you port console games to mobile games you got to be careful doing that no i think they're doing a mobile version of the game not a port like directly into well, the not game. a port, but like when you're doing like like when I mean like that, like you make an iteration of like one of the games, but for mobile, that you have to be careful with how you do that because you can fuck it up really badly. Right. Like the Just Cause mobile game, <coughs> <laughs> or Diablo. Or Diablo. That yeah. one didn't. Diablo Immortals. Yeah. Diablo Immortal is what it was called. Unless I think it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Type in Diablo Mobile. That was. This is the mobile one. Is it? I thought it said PC. Diablo Mobile. Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Free to play all my cringe. But anyway, uh, something else that's coming from uh, while we're still in the PlayStation zone, uh, Sony has introduced a new loyalty program, and it's called PlayStation Stars. And that's fucking awesome, because finally now I'll be able to get goddamn kickbacks from whatever the fuck I'm doing. And you were saying uh, that Xbox has the same Game. thing, and I'm like, yeah, Microsoft like has had like a rewards program for Game a really Pass long has time. A, has a reward program. I know. Like, I, I was saying, uh, but I was hoping that maybe PlayStation would, instead of like uh, 
DLC, like, we would receive uh, uh, physical items if you build up X amount of points. Obviously, it's going to be a lot of points. You know mm. what I mean? And you would get a bunch more, maybe, you know what I mean? If you're a subscriber to, like, the PlayStation, like, Essentials experience well, or whatever. It says these things, the points can be redeemed on the PlayStation Store for other rewards. Or for other rewards. What? But that users can also earn digital collectibles that are digital representations of things PlayStation fans enjoy, including figurines of beloved and iconic characters from games and other entertainment, as well as cherished devices that tap into Sony's history. But those are digital collectibles. So those are... Yeah, yeah. Are those NFTs? Is that really kind of what they're trying to do? This sound kind of like NFT. No, no. No, it, it sounds like, like, in the same way that Steam has, like, little avatars, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. That you can get. I feel like it's like that. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's a, it's basically, like, a collectible statues in video games, but now you can get it for, yeah, like, consoles. Yeah, yeah, like, for, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right. That's yeah. One's just of the PlayStation logo, but it's gold. New collectibles will be added regularly. Uh, some will be particularly rare and something for players to continuously work towards. Mm. I don't know what continuously work towards means and means what that, that implies. You, it means that you gotta work for it. it means you gotta Because I'd, wor- I'd be working for it. Because Game Pass has game quests, daily quests that you do to game, get What, quests. play X amount of hours? Or like play X amount of hours or do something in a certain game and stuff like that that are on Game Pass and whatnot. Really oh yeah, depends. no, I'm not about that. Really like, depends. But- I want to play what I'm gonna play. Well, yeah, that's what I do. But each each time I uh, log in, I get a get one of the quests done daily. It just like doesn't. So yeah, doesn't matter. That's pretty cool. A- anyways, moving into actual games coming out and stuff like that. This is an interesting one because the Skate series is officially coming back, but it is in pre pre alpha from the trailer that I showed Jasmine and stuff like that. But also, it, yeah, so it's not textured or anything. But you're getting. You're getting, like, the raw... Uh, Literally, they're just showing you, like, the build of the game. And yeah. I like where it's going. This is not what I was looking for. It's but it, it's It's technically Skate 4, but not at the same time. It is free-to-play is what they're trying to go for. It does not have a release date. Uh, but it is going to... It looks really good from what it looks like. It looks like they're, like, upping the, the server load for how many players can be on at one time. So that'd be interesting uh, to see. It looks like you can make your own customizable maps, which will be very fun to see what people come up with, uh, especially for this kind of game where literally anything uh, skate-wise is possible. Um, but apparently they came out and said it's not a sequel, not a remake, not a reboot, a prequel, or any of that. I don't know what that means. Uh, so <laughs> Right. It, it has absolutely nothing but absolutely everything to do with it. With with what Skate is. They're it's just the kind ever, of... It's the everything bagel. Yeah. So, I, I mean, they said it will be free to play, supported by microtransactions, but not loot boxes. So I'm going to assume cosmetics is what essentially it's going to be. Um... <clears throat> but it says it's coming to PC, previous and current gen consoles, and mobile, and will fully support crossplay and cross projection across all platforms, including mobile. So, mm. yeah. Can I stream it from my inner app? And device? they said it will launch when it's ready. Which I am fine that they are saying this, this because I want them to stick by these words when it is ready. <laughs> because it needs to be ready before it comes out. Just making sure. Uh, but, uh... Can so, I play Doom on the pregnancy test? We can try. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, speaking of uh, Doom-like games and dangerous games and horror games, Alien Isolation was a horror game, and it was a single-player Alien game. And we well, don't get not cool. we don't get a lot of those, honestly. It was not cool. But guess what we're getting now? Aliens is finally getting a single-player action horror game. It is called Aliens: Dark Descent, and it looks like a pro. It, it looks dark decent. Yeah. But, no, actually, so Aliens Fireteam was a decent third-person shooter. Aliens Dark Descent was a promising top-down cooperative shooter, but neither of them resemble Alien Isolation. But now, apparently, we're going to get one. This is simply just called Aliens. It's a new single-player game uh, that will be developed by Servius, which has a history of developing VR games, unfortunately, but maybe that... Why is that unfortunate? Well, like, I won't be able to play it is the thing because i don't have a vr system but who knows maybe that 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 won't worry because they'll make they'll work on it essentially it says they're going to be working unreal engine 5 and it'll be an intense single action single a single action single player action single horror. action one thing is going to happen <laughs> and the, that it, is it it's the alien is just attacking you right that's it <laughs> it's just a sandbox with an alien attacking you and that's intense all single player action horror game set in the iconic alien universe 69.99 the, the story will be set between the alien and aliens films where the battle hardened veteran has a vendetta against xenomorphs you can get a little plastic alien for 99.99 <laughs> <laughs> So I look forward to seeing what they're going to fucking do with this. I'll probably play it, and I want to destroy some alien. Because it sounds like there's going to be more We're than gonna one. We're going to destroy some alien ass. Sounds like there's going to be some more than one alien. We're going to mod shootable dildos into their butt. So since we're talking about modding and aliens <laughs> and beasts and creatures. And butts. I found a game that is, that is just as weird as uh, and that combines all of that is called Chimera Land. Oh, I thought it was just my nightmare. Uh, yeah, well, this thing is real. Um, <laughs> I, w I wanted to show you this trailer real quick. This is a 52-second trailer. But uh, this is Chimera. Chimera Land. <laughs> Look how fast this is. This is like an extremely fast trailer. Like They, they had everything like amped up like on double speed. Right. It's a open-world survival game from Chinese developer Pixelsoft and Tencent's and publisher Lover, brand Level, Level Infinite, Infinite that sets players off in a sprawling prehistoric world based on Eastern mythology filled with magical, impossible beasts that roam land, air, and sea. Uh, so, yeah. Jeez, look at this shit. Yeah, I know. And then you got this happening. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a oh lot. It's a lot. Look, this. This is like... I the, can't even tell. Like, the, you need to put this in point five time. I, I, I don't know if I can. You can this. just press. You just press the little, the little, yeah, playback speed. Point five. Point five. Okay. Way well, too fast. Let's go back a little bit. There you go. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. I can see what she's doing. Hold on. That's nuts. Yeah. That was a hamster. Yeah, but these are all different characters you can play as apparently, and this is like one of the beasts that you have to fight or some shit. That's like a, a monster. I, oh, that's giving me God of War vibes. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I've looked. I I so apparently it is gonna be featuring over four distinct continents, spread across more than four thousand square kilometers, all accessed through this spherical map. Apparently, and this map is spherical. Uh, basically, you catch as many. Are you saying that their world is round and not flat? Well, like you don't when you're on a map. Usually, the maps in video games are flat, right? No. Okay, whatever. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> 
wrong. No, not flat. It's it's cubed. Mm-mm. It's cubed. Yep. It's shaped it's like a, it's shaped like a pie. It's We're a, on a shaped pie. like a tetrahedron. We're on a pie shaped world. Uh, you capture <laughs> different ca- creatures and stuff like method. that. But apparently you were able to have your creature devour another creature's body parts in which you can put on your pets and grant them different abilities. In other words, to turn them into a chimera, a turtle with wings, horse with a stinger tail, or something even more or less pretty A butthole mouth? You can literally do anything. Apparently you can de- dive deep into Deep Coast Nation and avatars as well. It has chosen over Three one sets. of 16 distinct races. And I, can, I don't need to list them all, but apparently you those ones... You be a you, though, you can mix those races together with their different pinpoint accuracy, and then you can just modify it from there as much as you want. Crazy bullshit. Um, you, you can, it just, the, the game has a weird UI. I think this is the uh, screen. It's very busy. I think no, I think this is literally from the mobile the version. The mobile version, yeah. But that like, makes more sense. <laughs> this is this is the character creation, and then once you choose one of these amalgamations, you can you can modify it from there by making his arms longer, legs longer, body longer, smaller, head big, small, change the color however you want. A snake, but really long. Yeah, it's just weird. There's a tiger boy, and then bone dragon. And something and yeah, like that guy from the boys. Yeah, so this thing is is, is free to play <laughs> on Steam, dragon. but it's also available on iOS and Android devices <clears throat> with cross saving supported on all devices. So you yeah. could save it everywhere, maybe. Yeah, so this is this game. I want to see what it's what it's uh, re- review mixed. Yeah, I figured as same. much. I figured as much. It it looks rough ish, but like at the same time, I think it's like. First off, do not play this on Steam. Go to their website and download that version. It runs much smoother than the Steam version. Six hours right. on record. Mm-hmm. So we know they ain't lying. Mm-hmm. That Two. person had... Oh. <laughs> 25... You can eat a raccoon. <laughs> oh, man. Do yourself a favor and it just... It had 92 here, people found this direct, helpful. Direct version of Coming Out of Land. Yeah, okay, so... Furries rejoice. There are 18 races you can choose from, and most of them are animals, and the character customization really in-depth, kind of like Ark and Black Desert in terms of wacky characters you can make. Yeah, that's pretty much what I got a gist of. Uh, uh, Monster Hunter, Pokemon, and Ark. Okay, cool. So that's essentially Chimera Land. Look it up if you really want to. It's a crazy weird Asian game, uh, just like most of them. But you know what? Like, it's free. It's free. Like, you could literally try it out for free. It's free. So, yeah. F-R-E-E. That spells free. free. Go to com, <laughs> baby. There you go. <laughs> to get the actual port, the right port, instead of the Steam port. Yeah, don't get the Steam port. Uh, but speaking of... I didn't have... We got more games coming There's out. There's none. We're sliding into games. And Soul we're talking frame. about weird games. Warframe is an extremely weird game. I tried to get into it, but it's just super fast-paced. But it sounds like we're getting a slower-paced version of it now. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. But um, the creators of Warframe are making a game that is inspired by Princess Mononoke. And uh, it's called Soulframe. Um, so it's Digital Extremes. That's the name of their development company. Uh, their new proje- project uh, is Studio Ghibli inspired, if you guys didn't get that by Princess Mononike. Uh, it's a mirror universe version of Warframe set in a fantasy world. Because Warframe is sci-fi, this one's going to be fantasy. It's fantasy. Deep fantasy. You know what I say? Um, the director, Steve Sinclair, the director of Warframe, 
who's stepping down from his current role um, to help bring his new adventure to life. Like, so he's stepping into this role. And uh, Soul Frame is a free-to-play open-world adventure that is heavily influenced by themes of nature, restoration, and exploration. Uh, alongside such works as Princess Mononoke, The Never-Ending Story. Um, Ooh, n- The Never-Ending Story. I could sing the whole song if I really I want just, to. Were you here when I started singing that randomly earlier? I don't know if I was here when you did. Okay, maybe it was just my mom. But <laughs> Your mom. Just, she would remember. Uh, like, by I just randomly started busting into the never-ending story. Apparently, it's an over. RGB soul song. With some Did you just say RGB? R&B <laughs> R- R- soul. RGB soul. It's it, a new genre that writes, I made. I made up a up. new genre. RGB soul. Yeah, RGB soul. It just felt like colors, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking dead. But anyway, uh... Soul Frame, uh, it's, well, where Warframe is focused on shooting, this one is focused on melee. Uh, where Warframe is super fast and crazy high speed, this one's going to be a lot more slow and heavy, but it still has a lot of similarities to the genre that they have experienced it. Uh, Soul Frame looks to have a very open hub world, which will be similar to Warframe's newer open world planets, but it will have a greater focus on exploration than its predecessor. Uh, the teams also want to make it feel more alive to players on a moment-to-moment basis. Uh, given the name is called Soul Frame, it may seem as though Digital Extremes is taking inspiration from, uh, from, from Software's Dark Souls or Elden Ring. However, that wasn't the plan they originally laid out. Um, yeah, so, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I can't play the whole song or else it would be copyrighted. But yes, the never-ending story. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but uh, uh, they want to try to do something similar in Warframe, which is, uh, quote-unquote, from Sinclair himself, hey, watch us make the game and get your hands on the rough bits and tell us how you feel. I want my hands on those rough bits. He said he wants our hands in his rough bits. Ooh, that's just how I like Sinclair it. Sinclair rough bits. But right. uh, we're moving <laughs> on to something that is quite polished, although does have a couple of funny, funny glitches. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. Right here. Oh, yeah. The separation. <laughs> it was giving me anxiety. Thank you. Uh, um, so Horizon Forbidden West, apparently, which is the game that I'm like fucking binging on right now, obsessing over, uh, has already won a Game of the Year award. Uh... Uh, despite some believing that the release of Elden Ring overshadowed it, Horizon Forbidden West has still proven to be an incredibly well-received game by both fans and critics. And you know what? Even if Elden Ring won, I would still like both of them. It was won at the Develop Brighton Conference. Yeah. Uh, the continuation of Aloy's story sees great improvements for um, Horizon Zero Dawn and everything from graphics to gameplay. Even I said wow after I, like I started the game. You could ask Zach. He was sitting right there when I started it. It's it's. I think we're both playing both games that are sequels back to back. Where we're like, wow, this looks much better than the predecessor. Dude, like both of us <laughs> did the same thing. We were like, wow, man. But uh, Sony is clearly taking a note of the game's success, as Horizon Forbidden West was the first game to get an official PS5 bundle. It seems as well that some award shows are already eyeing up Horizon Forbidden West as Game of the Year contender. 
Uh, usually gaming awards uh, shows like BAFTAs or the Gaming uh, Awards will wait until early 2023 or late 2022 to announce the best games of the year. However, it seems the developed Brighton Conference doesn't care much for traditions, as it had already given out its nominations and granted awards in categories such as Best Narrative, Best Audio, Best Game Design, and Best Game for 2022. Horizon Forbidden West was picked up to win for multiple awards, but what is most uh, likely most interesting is that it was crowned as Best Game. And the year isn't up. <laughs> uh, the Develop Brighton Conference is an event specifically designed for game developers with the awards being decided on by a board made up of various studios, meaning that game creators get to decide on the best games from their own perspective. Cool. I know. Like, I like that. I so, like that a lot. See, one day I'll be able to vote in things like so that. You know what I mean? I had to try to figure out, like, to get... Because I didn't show you, like, how the, the, the terrain generation is different. Oh, I like the bright. But, like, th this is, like... The how poppy colors. This is how it was in Far Cry 5. Right. And then this is how it is in Far Cry New, New Dawn. And this is what I like about it. You, these, these flowers are literally everywhere i love the poppy colors all Those over are nice. the place and well, then like the the, the it, it brings so much light to the world and you don't even realize i know, you know what I mean? but also like in this world there's a bunch of people just trying to kill you so well, yeah yeah like it yeah. all it gives you midsummer vibes <laughs> it does and then this water is like super blue like all the fucking time because i thought you were talking about my water the other no, day no, whenever no, you were no, talking no, about no. your water on your game and yeah. i was like this water is clear oh and, and then i was there's, getting mad and about the, it and then <laughs> in, the, like, in the sky there's aurora borealis is just going off the entire time i thought you were talking about my water for like a second. No, look how blue like, the, this is. I know, I get it now, yeah. now that I see the fucking water, but like yeah. the other day when I was playing the game and I was running through the river, and uh, you were like, that water is just so blue. And I, I was like, I looked at it, I'm like, dude, like, is there something wrong with my eyes? No. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, I, it was like freaking me out. I was looking into how the game, so this is apparently some place that I can go to. It's called an expedition where you can go to different locations. One guy's huge in an amusement park, and this already looks pretty tough. So, like, I like the game, how it's set up. It's the same, like I said, you're playing into a new sequel that's way, looks way better, and I'm playing into a new sequel. Yeah, next-gen consoles are fucking nuts. Dude. I have to get my own. It's going to have to wait a bit, but it's going to happen by the end of the year. Yep, well, Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West is now available for PS4 and PS5, although it always will look better on the next-gen Look console. at this elk. It looks like Cabela's next game. It's one of the elks in the game. It looks like Cabela Big Game Hunter, um, 45. Oh, yeah. Most of this game is kind of like that, but, like, mixed with a bunch of, like, guns. This no, is there's a lot of hunting that you have to do in uh, Horizon. It's a... It, like, ha it has... You have to do it to upgrade your pouches. Yeah. Like, you have to hunt. Demon fish. So you can hunt. Gross. Yeah. There's also... This is how big it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. It's a, there's there's sharks in this game. I there wasn't sharks in the original in in five, but now there's sharks in the game, and that doesn't make me feel. I went over to my sad. friend's house, and they're playing this game called Raft. I remember Raft. It's a survival game where you have to pick up pieces in the ocean, and then sharks attack you. Uh huh. Yeah, it's not nice. It was fucking. It's crazy. not. It's not I was nice. Like, what the fuck are you guys playing, man? He's like Raft. We're we're like on a raft. I'm like, is that it? <laughs> and they're all like, sometimes you'll hit an island. But there's not much on it. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is the point of this game? You have to like, survive on a raft. No, I looked friends. at him. I looked at him. I'm like, so you're telling me it's Minecraft on water. And then yeah. and then I looked at them and I said, mine raft. Mine, and then walked mine away. Mine raft. Dude, they fucking died. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. Oh, I want to go here. This isn't the game, isn't it? Fucking playing mine raft. Ooh, I want to go here. Yeah, it looks like a good place to get shot. Well, yeah, a lot of places in this game you can get shot. 
Uh, most I'm of talking the... like JFK style. Oh yeah, that too. You could also probably like fall off the bridge right there too. Just cause, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is a wingsuit in the game. Uh, gotta have that spider suit you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying all right but uh moving on from horizon forbidden west from uh, uh apocalyptic games into another apocalyptic game yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh god of war ragnarok it got its first four full story synopsis finally so. from santa monica studio that it, it, that's where god that's where kratos is now he's at the santa monica studio and he's gonna he, he's just laying on the beach <laughs> With his white ash and stuff. I was going to say he was, like, wrecking the office. <laughs> oh, God. Like, <laughs> boy! <laughs> Where is my he, cola? He's confused by how modern everything is and doesn't understand. What is this? And he crushes the cell phone, you know mm. what I mean? In his fucking fist. But, um, so they revealed on the PlayStation Store, spotted by the gamer, uh, the new synopsis replaces a much more bare-bones version that we saw previously upon launch. Uh, it confirms that the game will not just take place during Ragnarok, the grand final battle of Norse mythology uh, that traditionally sees Odin, Loki, and other gods die, but also during the events immediately preceding it, a Norse saga known as Thimblewinter. Uh, from Santa Monica Studio comes the sequel to the critically acclaimed God of War 2018. The synopsis begins, Thimblewinter is well underway. Kratos and Atreus must journey to each of the nine realms in search of answers as Asgardian forces be prepared for a prophesized battle that will end the world. And, uh, yeah, and maybe we'll figure out more about their mom. Uh, the end of the world is coming. Well, no, 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 like Atreus's mom had foretold this and wrote this on the walls of, Jot- uh, of Jotunheim, like, which is the home of the giants, whenever they went back there at the end of the game, because that's where the game cuts off, at the end of Jotunheim. Yeah. Like, whenever you reach the top and you spread her ashes. It's a beautiful scene. It's fucking filmed beautifully, and the cinematographer, like, Did uh, didn't show- that didn't that win a bunch of awards? Yeah. Do they show you giants in God of War? Uh, like in twenty eighteen God of War. Yeah. In flashbacks and, and stuff like that. Are they that. giant? Like, giant? Like big, big. They're pretty big. Okay. Like yeah, God of War twenty eighteen giants. Giants. Uh, Yotnar. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're fucking massive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's one that was dead, and then well, uh, okay, I'm just saying because back to you're life. gonna be seeing these in the next fucking game is what's mm-hmm. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was just trying to get for scale of how well, big Atreus is half giant. He, he, giants coming all he, sizes. He just hasn't grown into it yet. No, giants come in all sizes. He just hasn't. Not grown not all giants no, 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 grow no, no, to no. be huge. Maybe that, that, some he, of them have magic. He's that a make sh- them he's huge. a grower, not a shower. He's not even fully formed he is a child like <laughs> i don't want to talk about a child's penis thank you i but, wasn't uh, i was talking <laughs> about his body what are you going on on about he's not a grower he's a shower really. yeah exactly he shows his body he shows his form his, no his you small can't, stature you can't you can't play that <laughs> off bro but uh along the way they will explore stunning mythical landscapes and face fearsome enemies in the form of norse gods and monsters the threat of Ragnarok grows ever closer. Kratos and Atreus must choose between their own safety and the safety of the realms. Like this bone monkey? Yeah, that was in the last game. Yeah, I, sorry. I just, it took the, me off. You said card. bone monkey, and well, I was like, like what it, the It's fuck a monkey that has bones. I was like, like Q-Bone the Pokemon? Like, I was just like. <laughs> 
But anyway, uh, while it confirmed that players can visit all nine realms, some of these story details were previously unknown, including the mention of Asgardian forces. Asgard is the home of Odin and other major gods, who Kratos will presumably come up against, given his beef with Odin's son Thor. So it seems likely that Asgardian soldiers will become a new common enemy. Uh, Fans won't have to wait too long, uh, because they confirmed November 9th as the release date. So... Uh, I already bought my collector's edition because the Jotnar edition sold out, which is what the next article is about. So, uh, the, the collector's edition, uh, uh, actually sold out as well, but way not as fast as the Jotnar edition, because originally I was going to get the Jotnar edition, and all they had left was the collector's edition. And the collector's edition uh, is also sold out and being marked up on auction sites as well. Jazz, this is one. So of the, I was really lucky. This is one of the beasts you're fighting. Yeah, yeah. And then this is a this is also a cinematic shot. This was like tear. I assume that's the name of this version. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, retailers, including Amazon, are continuing to put up stock after the initial wave of pre-orders. So you'll want to keep checking around before you give in to scalper prices. Uh, but just don't give in to fucking scalpers, period. Because then they, then you put them out of a job and they're out of money. Um, so, yeah. Like, so on July 15th, God of War Ragnarok officially went up for pre-order. And, uh, it, it just all sold out and everything's being charged, like, double. Literally. Literally everything's being charged double. And it fucking sucks for people who weren't able to snag one. I'm lucky that I was able to fucking snag one, uh... Once again, Best Buy came in clutch, dude. Like, I went to Best Buy for my PS5, and I went to Best Buy for my collector's edition uh, uh, God of War. So, which both of them have, I have proof that I bought them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. No, that's just exciting. But, you know, something else that's exciting, moving on from God of War. uh, Once again, it comes out November 9th, if you guys are interested. And you can still get... The digital edition, uh, for the whatever price that you have, generation wise, nice. sixty nine ninety nine or uh, uh, fifty nine ninety nine, whichever one. So the Hasbro has done something really cool and really innovative with their f- with fans of certain brands and stuff like that, and that is that they are going to put your face on the action figures this fall. Uh, what does that mean? So they have something called the selfie series, is what they're calling it, which is, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, it's it's fine. It works with what's going on with it. Um, but essentially, what they're gonna be doing is they're gonna essentially take a picture of your face, and have it put on a collector grade six inch action figure with costume designs from top brands including GI Joe, Ghostbusters, Marvel, Power Rangers, and Star Wars. <clears throat> this is possibly thanks to the preparity software from Hasbro and the partnership with Form Labs. Uh, and if you attend San Diego Comic Con, you could be one of the first to check out the new Hasbro Self Series and select, and the select few will be even able to be the first ones to create and purchase their own figures. So, jeez. Essentially, they're just also they said they're going to be scratching the surface with customization, and this is going to be more for them to branch off from this. This is like the starting platform for like this whole new wave of of figurines that they can do, which is really cool. It's a really cool and innovative way for them to integrate fans of like beloved series into like the series itself in some certain way, 
and stuff like that. And if they're talking about customization, maybe they'll lead more into like, let's see, uh, like people who are di who have disabilities or like something like uh, prosthetics or something like that. They could add prosthetics, uh, of course, with maybe like certain uh, looks to them based on what. Um, genre no that's not it uh brand you're going towards and stuff like that so it could be really cool like i don't know i would probably want a star wars or marvel one that'd be interesting to see dude i found somebody who's selling a horizon forbidden west collector's edition with the fucking uh whatever it's called the razor tusk or the tremor tusk or something like that uh, -huh. uh and a fucking aloy uh figuring yeah yeah Jeez. Big. It's fucking huge, yeah. Big. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this comes out in September, apparently. This Not September, but this fall. And you might. it's probably going to cost a little bit, but you know what? It could be worth it, depending on what you get. So, yeah. But since we're talking about nerdy shit, uh, the, we got new tiki mugs, because you have a tiki mug. I do have a tiki yeah, mug. Yeah, it's a Leonardo tiki mug. But they have decided that they are making more, and this is from Beeline Creative and Mondo. Well, actually, Collective. I have a tiki shot glass. Well, tiki shot, but still, like, it's, it's made by the same company. Yeah, yeah. Beeline Creative and Mondo have decided to make some new tiki mugs. Geeky tiki! Geeky tiki mugs, and you got a bunch of different ones, all ranging from different areas. I looked on the website, so let's go there, because it's easier. You got gremlins, you got... Uh, the Universal Monsters, a lot of Star Wars, you've got uh, the, the slasher films, uh, you've got, what else you got? Uh, Power Rangers is on there, Star Wars is on there, He-Man is on there, uh, the horror stuff, so like Pennywise is there, Leatherface, that's a slasher film, uh, but P Pinhead is there, so you got a bunch of different variations, they're all ranging from different uh, amounts, depending on the, the type that you get. But, oh, and then they got some DC superheroes, too. Some, like, old, uh, but they're all, like, shaped around, like, tiki, tiki versions. If you want a Reagan from The Exorcist, you can get that as well, which I was not expecting, but you know what? Yeah. Uh, they usually, they're hovering around, like, 22 to 25, depending on, like, the regular ones, but you can get even, like, bigger ones, so. Oh, are you looking at the long neck uh, Lego? The tall neck Lego. Yeah, tall neck Lego. Yeah, I was looking it's at really cool. eBay repurchase. Re yeah, but, uh, yeah, so look up if you want to get those. But we have one more article before the end of the night, and this one is indeed with Comic-Con. This one also has to do with last week's episode. So if you guys listened to last week's episode, you will know that Lego unveiled a uh, new brick set that does up Bowser and Bowser, and it's a 2,807-piece Bowser set, um, and take that, which is normally fucking huge. You know what I mean? But this thing that that would be normally around like a little under a foot in size. Yeah, is a, what they're trying to go for. Exactly. But Plus, with this for, new one, for Comic Con, Legos Legos booth has decided to take, unveil. Yeah, take the number of pieces that they've done. And times it by two hundred and fifty, at seven hundred thousand. Almost seven hundred thousand <clears throat> Lego bricks. We are sitting at a fourteen foot tall Bowser statue for this year's San Diego Comic Con. Jeez, <laughs> which is fucking nuts, yeah. dude. Like that is crazy. It's fourteen fucking feet tall. Like, I wonder how long it took them to make. 
Uh, a couple of people a few days. And I wonder how, if it's hollow and has like support beams in it, or it if it probably has support beams, or if it's it. made solid. No, it probably has a frame underneath it. No, I was gonna say it. It has to have a frame of some sort because if they made it solid, that's gonna be extremely heavy. Well, like, yeah, I yeah. told you it's heavy. Like, it, no matter what they do, because they're going to have to make it at least, like, this thick for it to just hold up. And yeah. it's 14 feet, from what, you know what it, I mean? From, we got a, uh, there's a slight picture of kind of what it might look like. So, if I can find that picture, wherever it was, it was there for a second, but now it's gone. It's fine. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. a crazy world, man, and it's it's crazy. We're done. Yeah, we're, we're done. done with this podcast. You guys can we're you done. can leave us now. You we're know, done. until next week, of course, where we'll be back, and Zach will still be crying and screaming in the background. We're gonna. You know we're what gonna... Yeah. <clears throat> but you we're sound ha- like you're blowing a ghost, dude. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> it's Patrick Slizzy. Stop. <laughs> but um. Well, we'll. I think we're gonna try to get something up this weekend. Just one thing. Yeah, but, we're gonna try. We're gonna try. Yeah, but anyways, good to see, talk to you. Talk. See talk, you. Yeah, we'll see, see you. you. We're, we'll see you face to face next time. Yeah, face. We'll to be. Face. We'll be like right in your face. We'll like. We're gonna come to your house individually, and we're gonna read our podcast to you. It's really hard to do, and we just kind of spitball it, but you know. Well, yeah. We have, we have a setup. Everybody like, gets their own individualized version. <laughs> that sounds like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All well, right. Uh, un- until then, uh, okay. rest for Zach the Chaos Queen. Thank you. All hail me. <laughs> It seems as if you have done it. Done what you ask? Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.